A traveler walked through a bustling marketplace during the sunrise, trying to be discreet. After a recent experience in October, he stopped sightseeing altogether, but it was Christmas time, so he simply couldn't resist. He had just been exactly where and when you'd expect a time traveler to be around this time. Bethlehem, December 24th, 0 AD. He walked into an alleyway and pointed his omniscanner at a wall, summoning the green triangular portal. The traveler went through, closed the portal using a knob on the control panel. Suddenly, a section of the panel, a screen, lit up and words appeared. They read, December 23rd, 3048, at 5 p.m., and then listed geographic coordinates. What's this? The traveler pressed a button and the portal opened. He came out, and the portal closed as he found himself in a frozen wasteland. He looked over and saw something rather surprising. Well, at least it's on theme. What he saw was a sleigh with nine reindeer tied to it, one of which had a glowing red nose. Xander Brain Cinemas presents, in association with Screaming Beagle Productions, The Traveler, an audio adventure series. Starring Xander Jedgetts as The Traveler, Brynna Jedgetts as Tiffany Stewart, and Dave Jedgetts as The Narrator. Today's Christmas episode, The Battle of Naughty and Nice. As it turned out, the nine reindeer were not reindeer at all, but machinery in the vague shape of reindeer. Exterior engines, force field generators, and the one on the end with the glowing red light bulb was some kind of an emitter. But the thing that grabbed the traveler's attention and worry the most was the arsenal of weaponry sitting inside. Behind the sleigh was a factory, its color faded. The red and white striped smokestacks looked more like maroon and gray now, torn apart. Countless tiny bodies, both dead and wounded, lay on the courtyard. The traveler sprinted into the factory door, trying to ignore the cold. He saw much the same thing inside as outside. A man limped up to him using a giant candy cane as a regular cane. He wore a long red coat with white fur lining. Underneath was a burgundy dress shirt, a dark green vest with ornament-shaped buttons, and plaid pants of the same color scheme. He had a long white beard and long white hair. Hello, Chris. J- Actually, I go by the traveler now. Isn't that a little pretentious? I don't know. Is it? Santa Claus? Fair point. Anyway, what happened here? He's back. The traveler had a terrified look on his face. But, but you defeated him years ago. No, apparently I didn't. He got out and he led an attack on the workshop while I was out doing my thing. Hang on, I'm, I'm confused. The voice was coming from a large velvet bag sitting on a nearby table. What was that? Well, I'm sure you're wondering how I got the information to contact you. He walked slowly over to the bag and untied it. I looked through the records. Sightings of you mentioned a friend. The bag opened and someone climbed out of it. Tiffany? Tiffany Stewart walked over to the Traveler. Traveler, could you explain what's going on here? How do you know Santa Claus? The white-haired man smiled slightly. I love it when people call me that. Chris, did you kidnap her? No, no, no. Well, kind of. I tracked her down in 2022 and after getting your contact information had to bring her with so she wouldn't blab. But why put her in your toy bag? She was asking too many questions about me, the sleigh, the factory. I had to incapacitate her. Ah, the old Jennifer Parker trick. Traveler, how do you know him? The traveler responded while seeming not to look at Tiffany directly. We're old acquaintances from college, and he was the original Chrono Ship Project head. 
He developed a gimmicky time slay. Watch it. And eventually fled to the North Pole because he didn't trust the Intergalactic Alliance. When I got here, I discovered a race of small, pointy-eared aliens that crash-landed. We struck up a deal wherein they made toys, and I delivered them throughout history. But why deliver toys? And why couldn't I know about you? Everyone's heard of Santa Claus. In all my travels, I've never found an energy source more powerful than humanoid thought. Psychic energy, they call it. The traveler said, still avoiding eye contact with Tiffany. I was running out of ultramatter and quick. I needed a new fuel source to power the sleigh. And let me guess, the power source is... Christmas magic. The traveler rolled his eyes. The dogmatic belief of children, to be more specific. And I'm an adult, so I'm not allowed to have proof that you exist. Precisely. She catches on fast, traveler. No wonder you two are friends. Tiffany noticed the traveler still refused to look at her. So, what happened here? When you use the sort of time machine Santa uses, there are side effects. What kind of side effects? Well, the radiation of the time stream caused my cells to multiply rapidly, creating, as you would call it, an evil twin. During my hundred years exploring the damage I did with the Chrono Ship, I ended up in 3042 and helped out in what we thought was the final battle against this evil twin. How did you stop him last time? Trapped him in a... it kind of sounds ridiculous. A copper pot. A copper pot? That sounds familiar. It's commonly known as the weakness of Krampus, the Christmas demon. Krampus is real, too? I don't really know that much about him other than the, the movie. movie. Yes, in the time you come from, Miss Stuart, Krampus has all been forgotten. He struck terror into the hearts of young children in the 7th century AD, but now he's been relegated to appearances on stamps and antique plates and, as we both mentioned, films. In Alpine folklore, he was considered my opposite, the anti clause so to speak, he would punish naughty children, not with coal, but with beatings with birch rods and visits to hell. And that's all true? More or less. He generally preferred his fists to a wooden stick, and he had no access to hell, so he'd simply hypnotize the children to think that they were there. He exists as the antithesis to everything I stand for, using his own time slay to undermine my mission at all costs. But how did he get his own time machine? He has all my intellect and resourcefulness, but he uses it for evil. I wasn't even aware he existed until it was too late. He built his own sleigh and had been wreaking havoc in the past. Some parts of me believe naughty children should be punished more severely, and those parts became him. How did you trap him in a copper pot? Copper has conductive properties that can withstand the negative chronotone energy he lets off in escape attempts, and the shape of the pot channels the energy into a feedback loop that keeps him contained. Truth be told, the main way we figure that out is due to a bootstrap paradox. A bootstrap paradox is a time travel loop where one event causes a second, which was actually the cause of the first, right? Yes. Chris here only became Santa Claus because of the mythical character from the past, but it turns out he was that mythical character all the time. He inspired himself. And we figured the same was probably true of Krampus. So we read up on all the lore of that character that we could, and discovered his fabled copper pot weakness. We then worked out why that could be, and, well, you know the rest. But now he's back, and leading an attack on the workshop. It's time to do what must be done. Santa picked up a rifle that was on a table. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can't we just put him back in the pot? Yeah, she's right. There has to be another way. 
I'm afraid not. The way the pot was designed, there's no way he could have gotten out himself. This was intentional. It was sabotage. And what's to stop that person from doing it again? If Krampus isn't stopped, he will destroy Christmas forever. No, we're not getting out of it this time. Fine. We'll do it your way. For now. But you have to understand, if we even come close to finding a non-lethal solution, we're dropping your plan and doing it that way. Yeah, Santa. What is your plan? Krampus has been recruiting minions throughout time, raising an army. Even with the elves, we're outnumbered. But we have something he doesn't have. Resources. I'm sure you've noticed the elves, those who have survived, have stopped making toys and are instead making weaponry. Oh, boy. This was quite the sight. Tiffany was the first human in the 21st century to be witnessing Santa Claus's North Pole workshop in person, and it looked like an army base. Not exactly what she expected. I plan to ambush him at his base of operations, wherever and whenever that may be. You mean you don't know? Miss Stewart, I'm sure you know of my famous snow globe that allows me to see children while they're sleeping, know when they're awake, to know when they've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake? Yeah, I know. Well, I designed it based on what was only a theory in the 80s, the 2980s to be specific, and I have proven true by way of the snow globe. The theory states that light particles continue to exist forever in the fourth dimension. This means that anything that has happened anywhere and any when in the universe still exists as light particles and could be reconstructed electronically. Santa hobbled over to a door with the traveler and Tiffany, close behind. He opened the door and walked into a bright laboratory. It sort of resembled the chrono ship, but far more advanced. At the center was a large red and white striped pole with a glass ball on top and a keyboard and lever sticking out the side. Whoa. Using this, I can see anything that has ever happened or ever will. Though I never look into the future for free will reasons. The second you see it, it will happen. Anyway, because Krampus has his own time sleigh and is composed mostly of negative crumb tones, I can't find him. No matter where or when he goes... I've set up a basic detection system that should beep when he's here in the same time and place as us. I never thought it would get used until a week ago when he attacked. Building on that idea, I wonder if we could perhaps create a negative chroniton detector that could find him. That could work, but it would take a while. We do have two time machines, you know that, right? She's right. Tiffany noticed the Traveler was still not looking at her and rarely spoke to her directly, but more on that later. The three of them got to work on a Krampus detector, mostly in the chrono ship, but eventually moved to Santa's workshop. Hey, Santa. Yes? Where's Mrs. Claus? Jessica? When Krampus attacked, I sent her into hiding. She's fine. Oh, good to know. Tiffany, can I speak to you for a second? Sure. I'd like you to stay behind on this one. What? Why? It's too dangerous. You could get hurt. I couldn't live with myself if something happened, especially on Christmas. I'm a grown woman, Traveler. I can look out for myself. And while we're talking about it, why have you been acting weird all day? Acting weird? You've been avoiding eye contact and not talking to me directly. Like, what's going on? <sighs> Remember a few months ago when we were on that zombie-infested ship and the hive mind was making us see our greatest fears? Yeah. Well, I saw you dying. Oh, but you told me you saw spiders and snakes and stuff. I lied. And it wasn't just you dying, it was me letting you die. Really? 
It's one of my biggest fears, failing you. It's a big dangerous multiverse out there, and let's face it, I'm just not good enough to protect you. You are too good enough. Look, I lied too. When I was affected by the hive mind, I saw you letting me fall. The voices of the zombies told me you were just a stranger who I shouldn't trust. Maybe they were right. No, no they weren't. I'll always trust you. I kind of have a sixth sense about these things. That's what this holiday is about, isn't it? 2,000 years ago, well, actually 3,000 now, those wise men trusted that a baby born in a manger would save them all. All right, all right, you can come with. You don't have to give a big dramatic speech. We're about done here. Really? Okay, fire it up. Santa flipped the dial, and the machine started to glow. A few moments of tense silence went by until... Look, it found something. There are several results for negative energy, but the only one with my DNA signature is on December 5th in the year 3648, AD to be specific, and it's right here a couple miles to the east. If we're bringing an army, I suggest we take my ship. It's bigger. Meanwhile, the date was December 5th, 3648. The place was about ten miles east of the workshop. In an ice cavern, there lurked a monster. The Anti-Claws, the Shadow of St. Nicholas, the Demon of Christmas, Krampus. He wore a tattered red cloak with a light gray fur lining. Underneath was brownish-green rags. He had hooved feet, sharp claws, and an animalistic yet disturbingly human face with brown fur framing it and two long horns sticking out of it. Herr Krampus! Herr Krampus! What is it? I'm busy. This sleigh won't repair itself. We're ready. Excellent. Um, sir... May I... may I be the one to fly the sleigh? What? The insolence. I just thought, since I helped rebuild it, since I lost several loved ones to the mining of fuel, I could be the one to... I created you. I made you what you are. There would be no anti-elves if it weren't for me. You're on my permanent naughty list. I... no. Please, no. Anything but that. Please. I beg your forgiveness. Ah, Krampus... Back in 3048, our heroes mounted the sleigh with weaponry as the elves got their vehicles and gear together. Tiffany looked at the machinery that was in the vague shape of reindeer. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of disappointed that these aren't really reindeer. Well, I do keep reindeer, but they're just pets. They don't actually do anything with the sleigh. Then why make it look like that? Image, Miss Stewart, image. I need to be just the same as the legends say Santa Claus always was. Now, on with it. Krampus stepped out of his cave, loading up his time sleigh with fuel. That fuel being, what else? Dark magic. A horde of anti-elves, as he called them, shuffled out of the cave and towards him and the sleigh. Oh, Krampus, what if St. Nicholas lives? If he tries to stop us, he won't live. I'll make sure of it. Of course, my master. You will be successful in ending Christmas. Krampus grabbed the anti-elf by the throat and lifted him up. I have told you never to use the C word around me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. It would seem that you can't learn your lesson. Shall I teach it to you the hard way? Look, look into my eyes. Krampus's eyes started glowing orange. He was going to hypnotize the anti-elf into believing he was in hell, but he was interrupted by the distant sound of sleigh bells. 
Krampus dropped the anti-elf and spun around to see a sleigh in the air, fast approaching, and several elves riding hover vehicles streaming out of the chronoship portal. Fools! Concentrate all your fire on the time sleigh! The traveler commanded from his seat in the sleigh. Santa shot ornament-shaped bombs from his grenade launcher at Krampus's time machine. Several anti-elves deflected the grenades. Santa's sleigh flew near the ground, and the traveler and Tiffany jumped out with weapons of their own. The fight waged on as the elves battled their evil counterparts alongside our heroes. Santa threw grenades from his sleigh. Enough! Krampus stomped the ground with his hoof, triggering a shockwave. The blast knocked the traveler and his red and white striped gun to the ice, but Tiffany held her ground and threw a bomb directly at Krampus's sleigh, destroying it. No! Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! Krampus blew the sleigh out of the air with one of his counterpart's own grenades, interrupting Santa's one-liner. The traveler scrambled to his feet in time to notice Santa limping from the rubble of his sleigh. Krampus, this has to stop! Krampus took off what was apparently a mask. Underneath, he had a face identical to that of Santa, except he was paler, far thinner, had a wispier beard, and looked like he hadn't slept or brushed his teeth in several weeks. And who's gonna stop me? You... I'll try. Santa pulled out a candy cane sword, and Krampus pulled out a rusty bronze one. Their swords clashed violently. The elves, the anti-elves, the Traveler and Tiffany fought it out as the final battle began. Traveler's gun jammed and Tiffany was out of grenades. Tiffany, take cover! They hid behind some debris. The Traveler looked around the battlefield. How's it look out there? We're hopelessly outnumbered. I guess Krampus has more followers than we thought. Is this the end? The Traveler nodded grimly. Meanwhile, Krampus overpowered Santa, knocking him to the ground and putting the sword to his throat. Our heroes sat against the rubble, waiting for death, and the only thing Tiffany could do was... Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. I didn't know you could sing. Yeah, I was in show choir in high school. That's it! The traveler stood up and opened the chronoship portal. I'll be back in a second. Just stay put. Where are you going? To get copper. Lots of copper. Santa did his best to hold the sword away from his neck while Krampus struggled against him. Why are you fighting me on this? Because while children can act poorly sometimes, they don't deserve your punishment. Delivering presents brings joy and peace to the world. That's why I do it. Oh, don't kid yourself. We both know you got into this to get all the attention. That's why you chose Christ's birthday of all days. You wanted the glory and the praise. You are a raging egotist. That's not true. I originally did it to power my experiments, but I grew to love it. To love the children of the world. You can't take Christmas away from them. I can, and I will. But first you die. Krampus swiftly raised his sword. Santa closed his eyes, expecting a chop. One that never came. Instead, he heard a voice in the distance growing louder and louder. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer pulling on the reins. 
Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Krampus turned around and Santa opened his eyes, both to see Tiffany standing amongst the chaos, singing into the Omni Scanner like a microphone. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle, jingle, oh, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Krampus ran to the center of battlefield at top speed, dropping his sword in the process. Beautiful. Maybe change your song. I, I, um, God breast you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's bow when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. No, stop it. In Bethlehem in Israel this blessed babe was born and laid within a manger upon this blessed morn. To which his mother Mary did nothing take in scorn. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father a blessed angel came, and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Krampus began to vibrate and convulse. It was clearly working, which is why the traveler and Santa joined in. The elves saw what was happening and decided to help. Fear not, then the angel said, let nothing you affright. This day is born a savior, a pure virgin bright, to free all those who trust in him from Satan's power and might. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Krampus continued to convulse. His body began to glow purple as energy bled off of him. Cease this at once. Minions, help me. A few of the anti-elves looked at each other and made a choice that eventually included all of them. The shepherds and those tidings rejoiced much in mind and left their flocks a-feeding in tempest, storm, and wind. And went to Bethlehem straightway, the Son of God to find. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Traitors! It's working! Keep going! God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Krampus's legs and arms turned into purple energy No, no Krampus's body became black smoke, accented by purple light. The traveler ran over to where Krampus was, throwing a large copper pot onto the ground. Now! Tiffany pressed a button on the Omni-Scanner, and the pot's lid opened, sucking the remains of Krampus in, followed by the lid closing. 
Several sparks of purple light shot out rapidly, then at a normal speed, then a leisurely pace, then stopped altogether. Our three heroes came together to look at Krampus's prison. That pot has a second smaller pot inside itself. Then inside that is an even smaller one, and so on and so on, like hulls of a ship. Little bits of Krampus's energy are separated by the different layers. He's not getting out again. Not if the pot's closely guarded. Thank you for your help, you two. Anytime. What are you going to do with the anti-elves? They were once normal humans who Krampus controlled with fear. I'll wipe their memories of me and put them back when and where they belong. Do you have to erase my memory, too? <laughs> Goodness, no. But you're the exception. Don't go telling people about me. I won't. Good. Now, I could use some help rebuilding the sleigh. Our heroes returned to the workshop using the chrono ship where the traveler helped repair the sleigh. The date was December 24th, 3048. It was decided that the traveler would keep the copper pot safely stashed away in his ship forever. Santa came out of his workshop wearing the classic suit. Wow, he looks just like Santa Claus. Uh, he is. Oh, right. They were standing in the door frame of Santa's house waiting to see him off. You, uh, you really proved your mettle back there. Still think I can't cut it traveling with you? I guess not. So wait, I'm confused. Was it some kind of harmonic resonance that disrupted the negative ions? Nope, nothing scientific about it this time. Krampus was quite literally defeated by Christmas magic. He exists as the inverse of everything good and holy, especially the Christmas season. The Traveler and Tiffany looked up to see a bit of mistletoe growing on the doorframe. You know, um, traditionally people kiss under mistletoe. They thought about it for a second, and then both said, Nah. They then fist-bumped and went back to viewing Santa, who had climbed into his sleigh and taken off. With a bright light, the sleigh began to vanish into time. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. The Traveler is a Xander Brain Cinemas production in association with Screaming Beagle Audio and Red Circle Podcasts. The Battle of Naughty and Nice was written and edited by Xander Jedgetts and directed by Dave Jedgetts. Lead vocals and vocal direction by Brenna Jedgetts. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written by Johnny Marks. Here Comes Santa Claus, written by Oakley, Haldeman, and Gene Autry. Carol of the Bells, written by Mykola Leontovich. Carol of the Bells' epic version, arranged by Samuel Kim. And from all of us at ZBC, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.